All right, social media family. Thank you once again for joining us for lesson number six in the Grace, the Power of the Gospel series. Now, the title of our, the subtitle of our lesson tonight is, is actually a question. The question is, why live holy? Why live holy? Now, first question I want to ask, I'm going to break this up. Okay, when you hear that word holy, what comes to mind? The classic answer, growing up would have been perfect. Perfect, okay. But, but you know, I, I know now it's much more about being separated unto something else. Okay. Now, I I can I can see where you got that from, right? Now, we think about your first answer. Perfect perfection. Yeah. Right. Now, all we got to do is wake we wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and we can see that that's not <laughs> that's not happening. Right? But however, in a lot of our religious experience, this is what we associate holy, being holy with is perfection. Mm-hmm. Now, look at stepping back and looking at it. Is that completely wrong? No, because God's perfection. Okay, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So I can see how it developed. And we, as people, we grab the, the visual. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because that scripture comes to mind, be ye holy as I am holy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So perfection, holiness. So it's kind of set, it's setting the ball pretty high, right? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> now, where do we get in trouble with that? Trying to do it ourselves. She got it. She got it. Because the harder we try to do it in and of ourselves, to live right in and of ourselves, what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Isaiah already told us, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Filthy rags. And the law just accentuates it. But now the question is then, what did the Lord do about all that? Knowing that we in and of ourselves can't be perfect, holy in and of ourselves, what did the Lord do? He sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. And came and actually lived it first. I mean, he actually lived holiness so he could sacrifice himself. Right. 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 Because the scriptures declare that Jesus fulfilled the law. Yeah. He did it in, in and of himself. <clears throat> and he gave us what? The gift of? Holiness. Righteousness. Holiness. Holiness. Yeah. 
Right? He's given that to us as a gift. So if it's already finished, I'm righteous, not because of what I've done, not you're righteous, not because of what you have done, but because of what Christ has done. Right. Now, that sounds like some good news. But that gives that leads us to the question, though. Why live holy? Let's go to Romans one. Romans one. Oh, I'm sorry. Romans six, verse one. Oh, okay. Romans 6, verse 1. And I'm going to read it in the King James. I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. Verses 1 and 2, chapter 6 of Romans says, Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And the Passion reads like this, it says. In the what? The Passion Translation. It says, what do we do then? Do we persist in sin so that God's kindness and grace will increase? What a terrible thought. We have died to sin once and for all. As a dead man passes away from this life. So how could we live under sin's rule a moment longer? Now you're looking at verse 2. Paul is making a real strong statement here. And in the, if you look at our outline and in the actual text of the book, it says that the way Paul re uses the phrase, God forbid, it is a, it's, it's such a strong rebuke that the only way you really could, he really could enforce it more of it if he started cussing. <laughs> All right. But just going back to verse one, well, you know what? Let's 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 go back to chapter five, and we're gonna start at verse seventeen. It leads up to verse one of chapter six. Now, reading this in the New Living Translation, seventeen to twenty-one. It says, for then, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one man disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, 
God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, reading all that, can you see why Paul is addressing the question that he is in, in verse 1 in chapter 6? Yeah, going, going from chapter 5, it makes it really clear that um, our new gift is to to reign through righteousness, to, to be a witness to the world through this new gift that we have and let the Lord's eternal life flow through us. So it doesn't, it, it, the sin would have no... It's like on one end... Oh, no, you go ahead. On one end, just as we... Um, can't and no matter how we have to embrace the fact that we need a savior and no matter how hard we might try we could never um, make ourselves or cause ourselves to be righteous because of the fall of Adam and so it's upon us all so it's like embrace that. And then on the other side, once the Lord came, Christ came and moved sin basically from, <clears throat> from mankind. So now we embrace that. When I hear that and I embrace that, so I recognize that, you know what, no matter what I do, I don't lose what that free gift of righteousness, what Jesus has done for me. So regardless of how many sin or what sin, it doesn't matter because sin has no effect on me anymore. It's not counted against me anymore by God. So that's that righteousness I can embrace. So that's why he has to go on, Paul. I see why he's got to go on after this these bold statements that you just read, Julius, and that Paul makes in Romans 5, he's got to, like, answer, like, so now I can just do what I want to do when when really I can do what I want to do because kind of my will has really been changed because old things pass away. All things have become new. So I really can do what I want to do because my will is really to live that life the Lord wants. But it's confidence that I can have to knowing that, um, you know, my, my um, shortcomings, my falls, no matter how many times I fall, sin, whether it's the same sin over again or whether it's a new one every time, I never, ever lose that free gift of righteousness. And that's, a, that's an awesome thing. Okay. Okay. I'm stepping back. I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, 
Now, if now all of us kind of in this in this group have have been acquainted with the grace message for a little while, right? And been walking with the Lord for a little while, right? But how will we present this to a younger believer? Mm-hmm. Or even a church goer that isn't necessarily a believer? Because see, I'm, I'm, I'm putting this out there because there's an accusation, right? And this is what Paul is addressing here too. It's just like people think that when you preach the, the unmerited favor, the free gift of God, the gift of righteousness, that is 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 ours simply by putting our trust in Him. Is we're accused of giving people a license to sin, mm-hmm. right? So when we're talking to a, a young believer or somebody who's a church goer, and we don't even really know if they've really given their heart to the Lord, how do we present the message to them? You know, I, it's almost like, it's like this, you know, these chapters here are really, really good, you know, five, six, seven, well, all of them are. But it's almost like, keep reading, you know, it's almost the answer, keep reading, because it explains it, you know, like, you know, you know, I think it's the end of Romans 7 where Paul talks about this simple flesh that's, that's that we always are going to be carrying around until, you know, eventually that flesh is going to die. We always carry it around, but we have the will to do right, I think he says, but evil is always present with me. So it's like we do really have new wills, you know. You know, and I guess that would fall into that soulish realm, mind, will, and emotion, because the the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new, and all things are of God. So it's like, because I've had this conversation with my sons, you know, many times, and so it's like, I can you can really do what you want to do, but you can't do all what your flesh wants to do, because if you do that. No, you don't lose your salvation, but you're yielding, and it talks about that, I think, somewhere in seven or whatever, or maybe six, where you're yielding yourself to sin. And that, and when I, I've, I've explained it to them in the past, it's like, it's like a yield is a, is a volunteer. You know, like you go, if you're driving a car and you pull up and there's a yield sign, well, you don't have to do it. But if you yield, it literally means that you're like, okay, I'm just going to do this. You know, I'm going to stop or I'm going to go. You're going to yield. So it's like a, a voluntarily. So if you just voluntarily just stand and stand and stand, well, you can do that. You know, where the Spirit of the Lord is at liberty, you can do that. But it's going to bring some consequences, you know, consequences from this world, consequences from opening your door to sin and you know, whether it be different things that might come, disease or, you know, there's some things that could happen, you know, that you're opening your door, open that door to. So, but if you, you know, it, it's like following that new will and, and, and like I said, these, these, these are really, really good chapters here in Romans, you know, 
I've heard it called Woman's Road or something like that, but it's really, it's good. Hope I ain't talked too much. No, you're good. That's wonderful. You're good. That's a really good picture. You know, I, um, myself, I, you know, when I talk with um, a new believer, you know, um, I go into the, um, you know, the part of guarding your heart. When you are out there, you when you're doing life, um, be very mindful of the things that you put your hands to, what you what you look at, what you listen to, what you you know, how you what you say, even what you smell. You know, that's very important that you be very mindful of those things so it doesn't take you in places that's ungodly. Mm-hmm. You know, um and stay in your word, continue to read the word of God, pray and ask God to remind you, uh, let you know from your level as to what it is that you need to know about his word. Because his word goes mm-hmm. from, what we can say baby food, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way to, you know, adult food. So, um, you know, that that's what I would tell someone that's um, a new believer, you know, just to don't rush it, don't go fast. Don't try to put yourself where you see someone else because you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just like anybody in, in like going from a game. You start off playing a game, you're gonna you need some type of instructions. You know, you start off with, you know, a little practice and you get better, you get better, you get better. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what some I would say to a, a new believer is just this um stay in the word of God, ask questions, come back to me, ask me questions, you know, if they're I don't know. We'll find it together, yeah. you know, something like that, and and just continue to go forward. So that's about it. That's good. That's real good. All right. Too many seasons folk in here. I'm trying to trip y'all up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not sure that's, the, that's biblical. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all think? <laughs> But, you know, hearing a lot of good stuff, right? Hearing a lot of good stuff. I mean, and Katrina makes an outstanding point. And this is why Proverbs says what it does about guarding the heart, right? How important it is. And, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, the example where Kevin was talking about yielding, right? And, you know, my mind went to driving down the road and the the yellow <laughs> supposed to mean yeah. to yield and slow down mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but some of us it mean hurry up you know, keep telling, right. telling my uh three and a half year old watch out watch out watch out right. <laughs> keep watching <laughs> right but if you see that yellow or you see that yield sign you're supposed to do what slow down and give preference the other right or both ways make sure you look before going through that that intersection so being cautious Mm -hmm. right being cautious because i have the ability i have the the freedom Mm -hmm. to floor it Mm -hmm. or i also have the freedom to slow down stop Mm -hmm. right and this is the position we are in now mm-hmm. as believers, new creation, new covenant believers. We're not under that, that, that bondage of sin. 
Why? Because old things have passed away. All things have become brand new. That spirit man on the inside of us has been made perfect. Right. right? Cleansed of all sin. So in the spirit, we are good. Yeah. So we are being encouraged to do what? To lean into that inclination and what that guiding of the Holy Spirit that wasn't there with the old man. The old man needed what? Needed external reminders, external boundaries and constraints mm -hmm. to control. The, the new man, mm -hmm. that, that, that guidance, that leading is what? It's internal now. Maybe that's another thing that um, would be good to share with somebody who is a new believer is your spirit man is made completely new and whole in Jesus Christ. But your your mind, your heart, your body, muscles, <laughs> everything, um, uh, it, it had all those years to learn another pattern. And it, it is gonna run on muscle memory. And, and that's the part that you're trying to um, submit to the Lord now, yield and teach it a new way from your spirit instead because the old though the old man has died the residue of the old man is still on you and it's it takes time to to change change old habits mm -hmm. that's good let's go to Hebrews 3. And we'll start at verse 12. All right. Now, just, just keeping in our minds the, the whole concept we're talking about here of yielding to the leading of the Spirit instead of yielding or giving ourselves over to the leading of the flesh. Because as Romans 6 says, whom you give yourselves over to, you are servants to obey. And mm -hmm. thinking about that whole concept of muscle memory. So if I've already been trained up in a, to respond to people a certain way or say a certain way or act a certain way, you know, that stuff over, over time, it just becomes who you are, quote unquote. Right, you don't, you don't even stop and think a lot. Is is automatic? Yeah. Right, and this is why what Katrina said was so yeah, you know it's good. it's so important as far as practically living out our our love walk. You know, being being true to who we are in the spirit instead of who we were in the flesh. Now, starting in verse twelve says, "This is." We suspect this is Paul talking to the Hebrews. He says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. 
Now you see verse 13. I'm reading the past translation. It says, verse 13, it says, this is the time to encourage each other to never be stubborn or hardened by sin's deceitfulness. All right. Verse 14, going back to the New Living Translation, it says, for if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. All right. hmm. I know one thing. We're sure going through this part right now. You know, all of this. I mean, yeah, I'm like, my goodness. Yeah, I keep seeing you know, it. Yes. You know, popping I, out. Like, this is so relevant this for today. Is so, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, mm. you know, it's like, um, what it's telling me is that we, like I said, um, we've become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. That means mm -hmm. in the beginning we took it totally confidently, mm -hmm. but we can still become hardened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, of, you know, sometimes we, we depend on, you know, the, our senses. You know, things that we see others go through. Yeah. Uh things that, you know, um sort of sort of guide us away from, you know, God's word because of, you know, it's it's like um, you know, everything's being like pushed down your throat almost, you know, everything that's going on in the world today. But I'm like, you know what, I'm holding on to un God's unchanging hand. You're not giving me, I'm not in that. You know, I'm relying upon him, and that's where it's going to stay. You know, everybody, you need to follow suit. You know, because that right there, his unchanging hand is what, where we should be. You don't start letting your, what you know, your Christian values go because of what everyone else is going through. Well, that's what, what you're going through. What you said about t teaching people to stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. And, and stay, rely stay, on that stay to make your decisions. Up. Exactly. Yeah. You go according to what God's word tells us to do. You don't go about what the world tells us to go through mm -hmm. because the world's not in this when it's all said and done, the world ain't gonna take you to hell heaven. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you want to you want a relationship with God, you stay in his word. Mm -hmm. Don't go don't go where nowhere else. Okay. You stay in that word. All right. All right. Now I'm tying this together, right? Because we said, you know, we can see this mm -hmm. like in 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 the lives of people in, in this time we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. Now, Matthew 24 and, and 12. All right. Jesus, he already told us about what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Matthew 24 and 12. Sure will. It's, it's there. We're there. Now, in King James, it says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Mm. In the New Living Translation, it reads like this. It says, sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many, many will grow cold. Mm -hmm. Now listen to it in the Passion. It says, there will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. 
Say that last part again in the passion. It says, I'm reading, read it up, read it all again. It says, yes. there will, will be such an increase in sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. Mm -hmm. right. Well, and that's what I, I think we have witnessed so much of in traditional churches that um, haven't really preached the full gospel because because they um, why I think some of it is due to them them being guided by who's who yes absolutely <laughs> okay. yes absolutely okay. external becomes everything it does for some you know I'm like hold on now you supposed to be depending on the Holy Spirit to guide you you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. That's not even being, for some, that's not being done right now. You're falling into, you know, the world's way of doing things. It's not right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the deceitfulness of sin. We talk about, mm -hmm. he uses that word right. yeah. in Hebrews, deceitfulness. Right? Mm -hmm. Because, the you know, the wisdom of this world will present itself as the truth the truth and and just the way to go this mm -hmm. is what's right mm -hmm. right now if and we from people who are passionate so you think it's from the heart right it's that's part right. that makes it confusing right. hey save this passion yeah. uh, everything he wants <laughs> he has <a laughs> yeah good point. you know my right. goodness right so as katrina was saying earlier you know we we have we have a fact checker on the inside of mm -hmm. us Guard to guard our hearts, mm -hmm. but the question is: Are we going? Are we going to turn it on? Mm -hmm. I mean, are we going to yield to mm -hmm. the fact checker that we have, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit and His Word, and the Word, right. like like you know, filtering everything through that. And I, you know, I know I've used this example before. It's like as you grow in your knowledge of the Word, it's not about you know you being some intellectual giant knowing all this mm -hmm. scriptural facts and all this type right. of stuff it's man i'm trying to survive i'm just not trying That's to get deceived out here because yeah. i know I, yeah. I need help i don't know about you because stuff is just crazy but the, the more and the more understanding you have of the word it's like you're upgrading your filter mm -hmm. right That's good. Because, you know, when you, you you're, uh, for your homeowners, you understand that you go to Home Depot, they got different levels of filters. That's right. Now, if you if your money a little tight, you can only get that gray one. It don't have it don't have that. But then it don't have all the little grooves in it and stuff right. like that and wires. But now, you know, you you doing a little better. You prospering a little more. You can get that high end filter that's got all that silver stuff and all these little creases and things in it. What, so what's the difference between the filters? That that expensive high end one is getting more is 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 catching more things. Mm -hmm. There are less pollutants, less allergens that are getting through that. Mm -hmm. But if you get that bargain basement one, there's <laughs> some stuff that's gonna get through that. It's, mm -hmm. it's gonna catch it's gonna catch the bare minimum to keep you know, mm -hmm. right? So and that's that's the difference between the believer that's getting they getting they. Sunday message and just putting it down for the rest of the week. Mm. 
versus the yeah, the person that's, that's right. having a daily walk. Yeah, that's right. Developing their understanding, walking with the Lord every day. Mm-hmm. So important. It makes such a difference. It really does. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it comes back to the fact that we're not developing a science. We're not developing an intellect. We're developing a relationship. Yeah. It's got to be sitting with the Lord because you, the way to keep a heart from being hardened is to allow his love to percolate inside there and get things moving and get mm-hmm. it warmed up and get it listening. Yeah. And I know, you know, the word that keeps coming back to me with these different ones is peace. You know, there's, um, you know, you ask why live holy, you follow the peace. You want the peace that you had when you first came to Christ. You want the, the peace of that freedom. And, and um, you know, you, you don't go back to the old to find what you never had. You stay with Christ. It's relationship. Like, like, um, it's very important to guard your heart at this point. Mm. Even know that you know those who are, um, you know, new, um, need to find someone who isn't as new, and someone you can mm-hmm. call on and ask questions. You know, um, talk about your issues that you might be having. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff like that. Um, like the first thing I think you say. I would say guard your heart, you know, keep it towards the Lord's way of doing things, Mm -hmm. thinking the way God would think, you know, and stuff like that. Don't go off of what you experience in this world, because the devil is real, and he's trying to take as many with them to hell as possible. Mm -hmm. You go off what that word says. Get you, you know, stay with someone who, you know, stay close to someone who knows the word of God. Might be a little bit better than, a little bit more than you do. Um, if not, both of you get in there together and read the word of God and stay there, you know, and let that be your guide. Okay. Make sure you guard your heart. Yeah. That's very important. Not the world's way of doing things, but God's way of doing things is what's going to cause you to continue in your faith. And keep inviting him into the discussion because um, we don't have the capacity to even comprehend the word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, the word's been used against um, the truth many times because it's been misquoted or used out of context. Or, you know, a very poignant um, uh, phrase or quote from Lamentations or something, you know, Job, that's a big one. You know, it sounds like God's the one that's um, doing harm to people. And it's like, no, 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 you got to take the whole context, but that takes the Holy Spirit really mm-hmm. delving it deep. That's it. Clarifying. That's it. Yeah. Using the word <laughs> to deceive. Yes. Well, that's been Which going on for Satan a long time, tried though. to do to Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. If, if he doesn't get hit with, I mean, if he gets hit with it, you mm-hmm. know we're going to get hit with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you take the text out of context, well, all you're left with is a con. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that. Right. 
okay, now I'm, I'm listening to Katrina and I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm like, because, I, you know, I, I hear this in, in my, my, my mind, like, y'all just old fashioned. <laughs> you just not open minded. The spirit, can't the spirit move beyond what you can read in your Bible? Okay. But you experience it. <laughs> Who you experience it? Okay. Mm. All right. But how would you know that it's the Holy Spirit if you're not reading your word? What are you where are you going with that? Mm. Okay. 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 Mm. So she she just came with the rebuttal. <laughs> how do I know what spiritual is? Mm-hmm. If I don't know what the word is. Yeah. Now, there are things that are labeled as spiritual, mm-hmm. right? But Jesus said, What? My words, they are spirit and they are life. Mm-hmm. John 6 63. Mm-hmm. So for us, if I ascribe to be a believer, then anything that I that I categorize and look at as spiritual, it it is going to it's going to line up with what he said. Mm-hmm. It's going to line up with what he said. And if there's something that's in contradiction to that, then I know it's not spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's at, least, at least it's not of the spirit. Mm-hmm. It may be of a spirit, that's right, that's right. but not the spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we're never going to get so deep that we go beyond the word. Right. Yeah, I just I just was listening to someone who was um, making the statement too. If you if you're still questioning whether the word is God's word, he said one of the, the first things you can do is start studying the prophecies, because um, th- this was his mathematics. <laughs> um, he said uh, to actually have eight prophecies in your life come true is nigh unto mathematically improbable and or impossible, he said. Um, and Jesus had over 300 plus prophecies from the word come true. That pretty much establishes that this is truth. And I thought that, you know, for somebody coming out of the world who just needs something to latch on to before they really know the voice of God in themselves, that helps <laughs> to have have that thought, you know, and to be able to go and say, okay, yeah, I see. It said it and this happened. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. But at the same time, I mean, if somebody were to come to me and talk to me about that, you know, that person, I wouldn't know that cannot be your basis. Um, you can't keep that. No, basis, no, no. It's not know? going to be a basis for anything, but it is a good, it is a good, um, starting point for some who are questioning and trying to figure out what to do with this before they even know yeah. and are doubting whether this really, I mean, I, I do know people who doubt the word and, and whether it's for real mm-hmm. or not. And they're just trying to hold on to faith, but they really question the integrity, the, of, the, the yeah, integrity, the integrity of, the of the word. And that's, and that's it's very hard to speak to that because mm-hmm. that's where my reference point is. That's my compass mm-hmm. is is what Christ said is what I hold to. Okay. All right. 
Now, this is good because it's kind of leading us to another place. Right. So we already talked about the the need to live holy in order to, to guard our hearts, to avoid giving the enemy inroads into our lives. Right. That's one. And number two, it's our very nature to live holy. It's our very nature because that's who we are now. We not we and this is what he's talking about Romans six. You keep reading, you know. It's like hi, what you what you mean is continuing sin. That's not even who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. You're going against your nature. You're leaning against you know your old understanding. You know you you that's not who you are anymore. You're not even you're not really being true to yourself as a believer. If we continue to live in unbelief and 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 sin, the works of the flesh, mm-hmm. but that's not who we are. Now, another reason to live holy. Let's go to John 13. John 13. And we'll read verse 34 and 35. And this is Jesus, Jesus speaking to the disciples. I'm going to read this in King James. It says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. In the Amplified, verse 35, it says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love and unselfish concern for one another. So holiness is an evangelistic tool. This is what we see Jesus saying right here. Because you think about what he's really, what, what is being expressed here, Right? And I, you know, I think about my, you know, my day job, like what I be dealing with people in therapy, right? <laughs> and it's like all of us are thirsty, hungry for for love. And people that have experienced relational trauma, fam, family trauma, you know, there's this this emptiness or this hole there where you you grow up in a place where you're supposed to get love concern and care and if you come up in an environment where you get the exact opposite of that you know it it creates a, a big void and a hunger and this person there's going to be a drive for connection a drive for because that's what we built for that for connection, for relationship. And people often say, well, how come this person would join a gang or why would they hang out with this group and that group? It's because of the unity, the connection, that thirst 
for acceptance, to belong to some to 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 some someone or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like the Lions Club and the um, Rotary right. and <laughs> right. everywhere else. Right. Just like unions. Mm-hmm. I mean they're all the same things. To feel like somebody's got your back. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Right. So what was that last one? Unions. Unions? Unions. Oh, unions. business. Oh, okay. It's just I, another yeah, yeah, expression yeah. of the same need. I didn't get the union for obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> I heard of, you know, like Masons and... Yeah. Right. All of them. Yeah. yeah. Right. <clears throat> that, that sense of connection and oneness, mm-hmm. you know, belonging to something. Now, if they go to church and they see people fuss, fighting, and backbiting, you feel like home again. Right. Right. Yeah. Are you going to feel safe in that environment? Right. Are you going to feel love there? But you're supposed to be telling me about a God that loves me so much. Yeah. See, and this is the type of stuff that, you know, is being communicated. And this is why this is so serious. And this is why the enemy is 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 bent on keeping us in division. It, however he can do it, whether it be politically, racially, whatever, mm-hmm. right? However he can, that's mm-hmm. that's 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 his mo is division. Because if he can, if he can place division in the house of God, then he's coming against this verse right here. Mm-hmm. And that, and and that's just an attack on the credibility of the message. And it opens up the door to the other philosophies, mm-hmm. the other ideologies, the things of the world. Mm-hmm. Because the because the 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 the, the opposition is gonna say, well, if the if the Christians got the answers, then why they why they tripping? Why they fussing so much? Why why deacon so and so run off with such and such mm-hmm. husband or wife or whatever? And that's the that's the whole thing of the the full gospel as well, because it you know, includes all the portions of life, you know, your health and your provision for things and um, um, your daily walk and how you think. And, you know, that's what I've realized is if, if you take that part out and just talk about being saved from hell, going to heaven one day in the by and by, You've missed the glory of the Lord in the, on the earth. Mm-hmm. That's the word I was studying today because I'm still actually in Romans 5, guys. Sorry, 6 I haven't caught up with yet. But <laughs> I got tripping over the word glory because I thought, okay, I, yeah, it's a word we've heard forever and ever. What in the world does it mean? I mean, I know this aura kind of thing, but but um, finally came down to had some help with the, through some other writing as well, but um, a tangible ex- expression of unseen, of the unseen, and, and the our unseen God, essentially. Tangible ex- expression. And, and if they can't see that God's making a difference in our lives, then we, we don't have a testimony to share. They, they need to be able to see it. It's true. It's the, it is the glory of God. 
like in the first couple of verses of Romans 5. Sometimes, too, I think that people go from a perspective of um, when, they, when they're searching, they see what they want to see. You're right. And they're, yes. You know, yes. it's not necessarily the, the whole picture is not being shown. And they're coming from a perspective of doubt anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and we so, know that we're not perfect. Of course Again, not. our, yeah. our, our, our holiness is internal, but we're, we're growing. Right. It. But and there's things they, we haven't laid down completely either. Right. They're not perfect either. And even yeah. that other um, group that they were uh, attached to, so, you know, close. So it's not a legitimate argument before the war. Definitely. Definitely. But on the other side, if if we're not walking the holiness that, that Christ has given us, mm-hmm. we're actually forfeiting a lot of testimony that at could the same be there. Time, at the same time, we can't be perfect. No. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a Savior. No. But saying? that's where they're going to see, even when we're not perfect, mm-hmm. they're going to see the life change that goes back and and ask forgiveness or says I've blown it this time or you know whatever they're going to see how we handle mm-hmm. yeah even good. our mistakes that's mm-hmm. good because even because see the thing about that is right when people see your imperfections but still see the goodness of God and glory of God mm-hmm. working in you that's an even greater testimony because that's something that they can connect with. Because if you were this pristine, spotless Christian, you're untouchable. Then you're untouchable, mm-hmm. and the enemy can work on them to say, "Well, you, you'll never be like Sister right. Strawberry. Yeah. You'll never be like that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you come from X, Y, Z side of the tracks. You, you know, you come from yeah. downtown Norfolk, downtown Newport News. You ain't yeah. nobody. Yeah. Such and such, such and such, right? Mm-hmm. But when people see, you know what you've come from and they see that change mm-hmm. they see the goodness of God they see the fruit and, they, and they'll see some gifts manifest mm-hmm. then they got to do something with that mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's an intangible that is an infallible proof that's in front of their face mm-hmm. now you were talking about and see again we're talking about why live holy mm-hmm. <clears throat> as a testimony right as a way to be good witnesses because it's who we are yeah. and to guard our hearts, mm-hmm. to avoid the deceitfulness, mm-hmm. the, 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 the sin that tries to deceive us and, and, and bring us back into that bondage that we've been delivered from. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to Mark 2. We'll start at verse 5. And this is the story of the paralytic man. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. Mark 2, starting at verse 5, going down to verse 11. It says, Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? 
Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and pray and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. See, Mary says something important about the glory of God, like seeing God's will manifest itself in the natural realm. This is what Jesus is, is connecting with here, because look at what what they were like. Oh, this man is committing blasphemy. But Jesus has a question. Is it easy to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or to stand up, pick up your mat and walk? So he brought this manifestation of healing. Something they can see with their eyes tangibly. The manifestation of knowing what they were thinking. Yes. And bringing it out immediately. So you, you see the word of knowledge in operation. You yes. see gifted healing, right? Mm. Infallible proofs. So you see this, then doesn't it open up the the your your ability to, to see, yeah, he, he he can forgive sins. Mm -hmm. But see, you take out this part, the healing, you take out the word of knowledge, you, you take the gifts out, and you just preach the forgiveness of sin. Then there's a there's an opposition that comes to that because you can create an intellectual argument against that because we we are living in the realm of time and space now, yeah. right? So we don't we don't our, our natural minds cannot perceive what's on the other side of this, mm -hmm. right? So you you're born in this natural three dimensional world. You know time and space and matter. So you can create arguments against the, the afterlife. You, to, to, you can create arguments against the forgiveness of sin. But you see a, a paralyzed man stand up and walk. You had somebody read <clears throat> your mail. How are you going to refute that? You know, this, this might go along with it, uh, Jay's. Um, you know, as far as reasons for living holy is that we we make ourselves available for God to use us. And there's a lot of scriptures that, that talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, one, um, one is coming to mind what you were saying is when people see these, see a miracle, when God use you for, you know, one of the gifts of the spirit and a miracle, um, just like the guys who didn't want to know Jesus, I think this might even be John's gospel, where it says, we know this, this man comes from God because no one can do these miracles that he's doing except God be with him. Or that might have been uh, the guy who explained himself who had gotten healed from God. But either way, he was talking to unbelievers or people that didn't want to believe. But they knew that statement that, hey, can't nobody do these things unless God be with them. 
And then in, um, I think it's Peter, where it talks about we, you know, add to our faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, and godliness, brotherly kindness. And then when we do those things, it says an entrance into God's kingdom is opened up unto us. So I'm assuming that entrance is basically whatever is needed, you know, whatever gift of the spirit is needed, whatever is in God's kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy, it's available to a person that does these things so they can use them, whether it's on their behalf, somebody else's behalf, and be a very viable um, person in the kingdom of God. Um, I think First John is another one where it talks about the confidence. You know, we if we have our confidence, then whatever we ask, we receive of him. But it kind of sounds almost almost um, legalistic because it says we keep his commandments and do those things pleasing in his sight. But the understanding of his grace is that when we do keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight, we have that confidence going before him. And I know it gives me confidence. So, you know, when I'm praying, it's like, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to get what I'm praying for, you know. This confidence that I got in him. I can ask anything according to his will. He gonna hear me, and I'm gonna have petitions that I desire. But I think this it all kind of goes together with what, what you're saying and what we're saying is it's like we are. I know I have confidence when I'm living, quote unquote, being a pretty good Christian, and then I condemnation try to slip in when I done screwed up and I yell to, you know, talk to somebody. Usually, that's usually it. When I mm-hmm. say something to somebody and I was like, man, I didn't, I shouldn't have said that to him, you know. So I got to apologize, you know, because I don't want no condemnation come slipping in, you know. But that's the confidence and walking in that and I think having that confidence really is makes us a very key part in the kingdom and God is you know I think it's another scripture where he goes he's looking for somebody to use to do something mighty to do a miracle you know and I think we'll you know have ourselves available you know if we live in you know back to one of the questions that you said you know reasons for living home that's good so let's go where what his um scripture reference, first John three. And we'll start at verse 18. And we'll go down to verse 22. First John three, what? Eighteen. Mm-hmm. Not be coming from the New Living Translation here. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. and He knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, 
we can come to God with bold confidence and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. Let's see, you know, how, how Kevin was explaining that. You know, it's it's not like we're it's 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 this for that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because <clears throat> we we get answers to prayer because of we are righteous in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. However, scripture also says a double-minded man, let him not believe he shall receive anything from the Lord, right? So what does that really, what does that mean? Because it, our Father knows us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he right? knows where we're coming from. So it, when, I'm, when I'm in a position where I know I've done some things, I done messed up, then my flesh my own my own flesh and the enemy have an arsenal to talk back to me mm-hmm. an argument to present to say you think you're gonna get an answer to that prayer yeah. i know what you did last summer i know what you did last night and you think you're gonna pray and get and, and get so-and-so so-and-so healed you think you deserve xyz a condemnation is gonna talk to you mm-hmm. right but when you you're living clean. The accusation isn't there. So the enemy is going to have to come up with something else. Mm-hmm. So this is what, you know, the, the whole the whole idea of, you know, you walking, living clean. I'm not doing it to earn something. To diffuse. I'm just trying to keep my line clean. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep my ears clean. So I can hear. So that spiritual earwax doesn't build up. So I don't I don't walk in deception. Cause that's 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 what I'm doing to keep the weeds out, guarding the garden of your heart. Yeah. So the weeds and the cares of this world don't choke out the word. And it's resisting the devil when you're living clean. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't, if you're not living clean, know that God forgives you. You know, continue to believe that you know He'll have your back because you you do have a relationship. That's right. That's right. You know. That's right. And we have to keep coming back. We to have that. to. We have, have to, to. Because there's so much that we're gonna, you know, uh, we're going through with not just what we experience with our senses. But spiritually, you know, the devil is real, and he'll try his best to get you uh, thinking off key, you know, and doing things that you got no business doing and stuff like that. So we have to guard our hearts. Be sure we guard our hearts and, and stay focused on God's word and his love for us. Well, I think the, the best thing I found is always going back to the cross, just going back to what Christ did. Um, on to the show cross. his love, yeah. He died. I mean, there, there's just nothing more powerful. I know that's than, right. Than that that whole experience you right. get Gethsemane on it, it is very humbling and it's very purifying. That beatdown gets me each time. Yeah. Goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm telling you, Ooh. 
Yeah. And he took that for you. Yes. He took that for me. Got that right. Right. He took it for everyone. Right. So if if I get that picture. That's that's the one that grabs me. You get that picture in your mind, Mm. then it's like, yo, I I I don't I don't have anything, I don't I can't respond any other way but to love him back. You know, but see, and that's where we that's where the where we can miss it. If we don't have that picture of the sacrifice, what what of what was actually done, what was accomplished. That's love. Yeah. And we all want that. Everyone wants to be loved. You know, that's the pure like you just said, the purest love. There is. You know, he did that for everyone. Whether you love him or not, whether you know him or not. Yeah, there's that. That Romans. Romans, oh, Romans, Romans five. Romans five. <laughs> yeah, see, you, you're not gonna get out of that chapter tonight, so you can go ahead. So you just go ahead and stay there. Y'all can just keep going ahead. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yes. No, I'll keep coming along, with you. <laughs> But I just realized, you know, we just need to sit on it for a while. When well, we deep start dive out and stuff like that, yeah. you know, you grab on, you better grab on this God's unchanging hand, and if that part, is that if that's what grabs you, grab it. You know, bring you back. Yeah. You know, we all go right. through ups and downs and, and, you know, stuff like that. But come back to the basics That's of, right. that he grabbed your heart to begin with. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it's John three sixteen and 17 or whether it's, I mean, one of my biggies is Psalm 23. Oh, my goodness. He has mm. taken me so deep on that one. Okay. I just, it, it's so simple. It, you hear it everywhere in little ditties and songs and stuff. But I'll tell you, it's just powerful when when you're hurting particularly going back to the simplicity of how you came to christ in the first place that's right that's good good. yeah all right well since mary took us back there let's go to romans five (laughs) all right we go look at verse six can't leave it all right start at verse six romans five and i'm reading in new living translation I think you might have a new update, new new living translation. So that last time you said, I was like, what? I'm missing something. Oh, okay. All right. It says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who was especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Mm -hmm. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Amen. Mm -hmm. See, people that accuse grace teachers of presenting a greasy grace message, Mm -hmm. You read this. 
You read this. Ain't nothing greasy about that. Because you get that picture. That's it. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you you talk to, you know, you think about your own life and you talk to some folks that really done been through some stuff. They know they're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, mm-hmm. they still, they are still alive, walking, breathing, talking today. Yeah. Because why? Because of the mercy of God. That's right. Now you take somebody like, like that and introduce them to this gospel. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about them intentionally backsliding because they're gonna they're gonna you you gonna respond just like Peter did when Peter was like, "Lord, we we've been we've we've been toiling all night out here fishing, and you telling me to take the pull the decks out in the daytime." Mm-hmm. But Peter said, well, Lord, at your word, we'll do it. And then what happened? They they were obedient to what he said, and the blessing just manifested mm-hmm. itself, the glory, what you said. Right. That's right. Right? All of them fished. They couldn't even keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And then when, then it hit him. What happened? And what did what did Peter say? Lord, depart. depart from me, for I'm a simple man. Because he saw the love of God in all of his perfection, standing in front of his face, and he hit him. Well, and and his response along the journey when Jesus said, "You know, are you guys going to go too?" And he says, "Lord, where else are we going to go? Once you have tasted the goodness of the Lord and His forgiveness, where else are you ever going to go? There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing yeah. that compares." See, and that and that's the why the the full gospel, mm. it's so cool. all that he's done, mm-hmm. being introduced to all of it. Because I hear people say, well, you know, okay, this is, yes, this is true. And, you know, we believe different portions of it and some struggle with other portions. But, you know, just stick to this basic and that's good enough. I'm saying, well, it's not. We need, we need the full gospel. It's not just heaven bound <laughs> as good as that is that's wonderful news but it's we need the testimony in this world right because you we can need you, you can experience his glory now yeah right and i keep thinking we need it for such a time as this that we're living in this just like you were saying that you know you can see this word so much in our day right now yes and and we need the body of Christ to rise up and say, yes, this is our God, and this is how He looks. And and we as Christians can't be falling, doing the same thing as the world is doing things how they're doing things, yeah. saying things, <coughs> behaving, you know, the same way as others. Mm-hmm. We get caught up. We can't afford to do that. But not um, only not looking like them, but we need to look. You know, it, it's just like what Jesus said with the the Sermon on the Mount. It's not just about not killing your brother. It's about your heart and, and love pouring out. It's like that's that's where we are made holy, and and it's our, our bar has been raised so high now mm-hmm. to to where the goodness of the Lord is what flows out of us as we're sitting with Him, as we're learning the Word, and as it's pulling into us. It's like you can't resist saying something or sharing something or being 
Christ in action, <laughs> being his body for him to use and go out and do it. That's good. Yeah. Because the psalmist said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. Taste and see. Right? Yeah. And they when when you know folk can sense that that peace on you and just that pleasantness, mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna want to taste your fruit. That's right. And and the more folks that's walking around with bitter fruit and you got ripe grapes on your vine, mm-hmm. that's right. That look good, folk. Mm-hmm. That's a sweet testimony of mom Cuther right there. Is I, I can't tell you how many of the helpers keep coming in and saying, "I love coming into your room because there's peace in here, mm-hmm. and there's there's joy in here that I, we don't get in the other rooms." That's something that's sweet. That and she's is. been struggling. I mean, she has been struggling. So God's goodness, even in our weakness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's real good. That's real good. <clears throat> How, how good of a job do, do do you think we did answering this question? My live holy. I got five things down. <laughs> <laughs> and none of them are about be holy so that God will love you and accept you. Praise God. It's not for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the wrong order. That's right. God does love you and he's accepted you. You're accepted mm-hmm. in the beloved. That's right. So therefore, that revelation is what's going to empower us to love him. That's right. So that be holy for I am holy is not a command. It's identifying who we now are. That's right. Look at that. And that's identification. That's right. That's sweet. And that's not the way it's taught, but that's the way it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, see, and you had said something earlier about, you know, you know, you and Katrina. And I was getting that picture of Matthew 24 and 11, how you trying your best to live right and live clean, how it can lead to so much bitterness. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. How we, that 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 works right as righteousness can make you can develop a hardness in your heart mm-hmm. that to a degree that even just living in in debauchery can't. Yes, because true. if you if you feel like you've been working to earn something, you don't get paid. That's right. How angry are you going to be? That's right, boy. I've been there. I know this. <laughs> so that's why that that. That legalistic message mm-hmm. is so dangerous. Yeah, you're right. Very dangerous. Because you see how frustrated the the brother was That's of the product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I mean he was he was incensed. And like, I don't hear that he his heart turned necessarily either. It was just kind of left hanging. Yeah, yeah it's just it's just kind of left hanging. And we don't know how he responded when the fathers talked to him and let him know, hey, you've been in my house. You've been here. Mm-hmm. But isn't that the story of the religious person? Mm-hmm. The church goer? That's been 
preached works righteousness. And they've been in the very presence of the, the, the congregation of the Lord's people, like where the word is supposed to be, where the meat is, but didn't partake because they thought they had to earn what was already theirs. Let me go to one more scripture. See if I can find it. Didn't that brother also, when the father, when he went and talked to the father, I don't remember for sure, but didn't he talk about what he had done or, you know, what he had been doing and, mm -hmm. or kind of like, you know, his works basically. Yeah. 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 Cause just think about the whole scenario. You know, you've been you you think you know your if your attitude is if I if I do this I get that, right? You go to your job, you clock in your forty hours, your eighty hours. You have expectations, and then you got you you got a you got another employee that just quits and they get a severance package, and they leave they ain't even working. Are you sitting there, you working, and you like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> this joker just left and took his retirement and, and, and just doing whatever. And I'm you got me out here working and sweating, and I ain't got jack. But see, what the, how did the father respond to him? You had it all. You've been here the whole time. He was right there in the presence of all that. If he wanted the, the fat, the fat calf, it was right, it was right there, and right there. It was his. It belonged to him. Because of who his daddy was. All he had to do was go partake of it. But his but the perception was off. Because he was working instead of just enjoying his inheritance, his relationship, the access he had because of his relationship. Proverbs 27 and 7. I, I, I used this scripture in Thursday night study. I want to use it again. Proverbs 27 and 7. Read this in the New Living Translation. It says, A person who is full refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. So the question, why live holy? Because when you take partake of the true vine, It'll satisfy you like nothing else can. Mm. And it'll keep you full. And the the 
bitter morsels, the, the temptations of the flesh is not going to have that same appeal anymore. But when you're empty, when you don't know the goodness of God, you're not partaking of it, then any bitter temptation will taste sweet. All right, social media family. Thank you once again for joining us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Okay. We'll see you.